live from the fish tank here's your host ronnie back with another episode of the d sack fantasy podcast uh once again just like last week because that's how time works uh, all three sports still going so we're we are in busy season for the podcast and i feel like it's only apt that we have maybe one of the busier owners uh on the pod this week so without further ado Let's uh, let's go right into this interview. All right, here we are here early in the morning, so uh, keep your significant others out of earshot because you got sultry morning voice, Ronnie. Apparently for this one, uh, we are here in the morning because our guest is in a very different time zone from the rest of us. Welcome on, Barry. How we doing? How we doing? Good morning. Yes. Oh, it's a pleasure to be back on the podcast. I believe last time you had me on was uh, when I won the. Basketball championship, is that right or is that right? Uh, pretty sure, yeah. I don't think I've had you on since. Yeah, 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 that was the last time. Yeah, uh, actually, we're four hours in front of you now, and uh, not quite. Uh, yeah. We just had an extra hour of sleep today, uh, when the clocks went back up to o'clock this morning, so going an extra hour's rest, which is nice. Oh, you'll be even more, more uh, rested and, and uh, energized here for, for Barry's zone and stuff, I see, right? Oh, yes. I bet you're waiting for that, aren't you? <laughs> Oh, we can't wait. Yeah. And it will be a two hour zone as well. Because two hours playing against the uh, Detroit Lions. Yeah. At five o'clock. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that, that's probably going to be um, uh, a lot of points for Tua because it's the Lions. <laughs> I sure hope so, Ronnie. I do sure hope so. Um, you better mute the chat when that happens because uh, I'll, be, I'll be going off. Yeah, I might, might just go for a walk from. Uh, for the entirety of the Lions game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, I mean, as you mentioned, you know, the last time you were on were, or was the uh, the basketball uh, championship, are you concerned that it's been, like, I don't know, like six, seven months, however long it's been, and you haven't won a basketball matchup since? <laughs> I thought you might mention that. <laughs> uh, no, not concerned in the slightest. Uh, just, um, you know, uh, showing some rough stuff, um, you're right in the long run. Don't worry about it. I mean, um, I will get to it in a bit more detail in a, in a second. But uh, Nate, Nate's team is a real good, good team. Uh, I think uh, you did it. Uh, you did it. You didn't do it enough justice. Um, they are a really good team uh, and will be even stronger uh, come the latter part of the season. So I wouldn't worry that much. Yeah, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here because we're recording this Sunday morning. So you're going to win uh, this week. It just hasn't happened yet. So, hello, Ronnie. Huh? What? Hello. Yeah, you there? Hello. Yeah, hello. Barry. Oh yeah, yeah. Got okay. you. Yeah, got you. I yeah. Can hear you. I was gonna say, like, I'm just gonna let a little ahead of myself here because you're going to win this week. It just hasn't happened yet because it's not official until Monday. So. Oh, I don't know. It's close though. It's close. It is. But like, everything that you are ahead in is a, yeah. a pretty good lead, though. I was seeing it uh, this morning when I was checking the box scores, and uh, yeah, it, I, I, it was 7-2 on one stage this week, so um, anyway, what can be done, eh? Um, we're not playing at 100%, put it that way. Uh, we're not, we're, we're in second gear, we're going into third gear, and it's only a matter of time before we reach fifth gear, so don't, don't worry. All right. Well, as we talked about before, we started recording here, uh, I think the plan here is just kind of go alphabetically through the sports so we can 
start with baseball because that that one is totally over now. So that's a, a pretty good place to start. I feel like you know, kind of give your thoughts on your season, and then you know, maybe uh, early uh, thoughts about next year. Yeah, no, it's a perfect way to start. Really, I, I absolutely agree with you there. Um, overall, thoughts on the season, uh, a bit of disappointment to be honest. I would have liked to reach a playoffs. Uh, I was hoping to reach a playoffs uh, with how things were going mid-season, but towards the end we stuttered, we splattered, and we just never got there. I was just looking at the last few weeks um, of the season, and we just didn't get over the line. We just did not get over the line. We faced nuts in Mike. We were both in so contention then, and we lost both of those matchups. And then at the last week, uh, I believe we faced Tom, who was all but out. Well, he was tanking, wasn't he? Uh, and we drew 6-6, six, six, uh, which was a very disappointing way to end the season. Uh, yeah, it wasn't how we wanted to end it. There's, there was definitely some standouts, and I think you know where we're going to start with this, don't you? Probably. One and only. That's why I look at Bernie. Manchester Yeah. Had a really good year. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> let's clip it. Let's clip it. I want to clip that. Yeah. You, you're damn right, Ronnie. You did. Um, well, I mean, as as Alex and I have repeatedly said, you know that it's it's the fact that you could have had him for 500k for three years and then had cheaper extensions going forward. But I want to say that like when I when when the signing happened, I never I never talked bad about Strider the pitcher. It was just I thought you could have got him because everybody's first response was wait who? I just thought you could have got him for five hundred thousand dollars and. Uh, move forward but even at three mil it's true it's true but i see i think you're downplaying this league to be honest there is sharks in this league and i think if i did put him out to 500 i think people would be thinking oh who's this who's this guy they would research it and would fit me up i think that would have happened but um i don't know who would have done it but i I believe strongly that someone would have bid me up anyway um for the contract i mean the performances he was in the top 20 uh, starting pitchers at the end of the year he was absolutely phenomenal the records he broke during the season. I mean, Randy Johnson records he broke. He broke the, the Grom record. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to be this good next year, uh, but what, he's only like 22, 23 years of age, and I've got him signed up for five years. So uh, I can't wait to see what he does um, for his MLB career. I mean, what, like I said, he was, he was going to be a top uh, relief pitcher at the start of the year before the year started. That's what I was hoping for. What he did after that was simply mind-blowing. I think you can agree with that, Ronnie, surely, right? I mean, yeah. No one I'm, expected you've been out of this world. My yeah. uh, best picture by far. Yeah, did, uh, did not expect that in the slightest. As you mentioned, that was a incredible season. And, you know, I, I don't say this from, like, a, a, a place of, like, hating on your team, but, like, I, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, like, maybe not quite as good next year, but still, you know, very dominant. I mean, you can say what you want about him only having two pitches that he really relies on and how, you know, that typically doesn't uh, lead to, you know, strong results, but he did it for the entirety of the season and he struck out, you know, a, a ton of guys and you, you know, what's coming essentially. And he's, he still can't hit it. So very, very good season yeah. and a player. I would, I would certainly, you know, like to have my team going forward, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, like I said, I can't, I can't say good enough, a good thing about him. I mean, he, he, he's been an absolute surprise, and I'm just looking forward to see what he does next year and the year uh, beyond that. Um, just 
a few other pitches, I guess, I can move on and mention that were um, really good um, for the Comfort Strips. Uh, Julio Buria, um, he was outstanding. I mean, he's so underrated, I feel like. So underrated. He's, he was a top 15 SP last year uh, via the PR Raider. Um, he got 19.50 stars, an ERA of 2.21, a whip of 0.96, uh, nearly a strikeout per game. He doesn't walk that many pitches either. 175 innings. He's become so reliable, so reliable. And, and that's not just uh, you know, rotation as well. He's bound to get the quality start. Um, with that defense behind him as well. He's, what, he's only 26, 27 next year. Um, he, he's probably one, I think, I would say he's probably my, more, I like him more than Strider. Oh. I wow. do. I think I, I have to say that. He's so underrated. And I think the thing that attracted me to him is that the fact that he's underrated. Like, no one talks about him. I think that's, that's what uh, uh, gets my fancy. I do, I really like him. Yeah, he was a very... Very excellent pitcher. I mean, I I was a bit uh, skeptical about him being quite like top 15. As you mentioned, he did finish there. Although, I mean, I think you probably could at least, you know, mention there were like a few injuries, guys like Scherzer and DeGrom both missed time. But at the end of the day, it's baseball and pitchers are going to miss time regardless. So you can't really, you know, hold that against Urias. He he was better than the pitchers he was better than. But yeah, another excellent season. Uh, From a run prevention standpoint, one of the better pitchers in all of baseball. Uh, the only thing that kind of holds him back is he's not quite a strikeout per inning, as you mentioned. Uh, and then for whatever reason, the Dodgers don't really seem to like trust him to go too deep into games. I don't understand it, but it seems like, you know, he's usually not going more than six innings in a start, which has a chance to potentially limit his quality starts, but you know, six innings is what you need for quality start. Exactly. I mean, 19 quality starts, I'll settle for that every year. Uh, I wouldn't mind if it's oh, six yeah. innings or seven innings. It's, for sure. As long as he puts up the decent numbers that he's doing with the ERA, the whip, um, you know, the, the, the walks, it's, uh, I'm happy with six innings uh, rather than eight or seven. Uh, like, uh, you know, like the Sandy Alcantara I do, uh, I'm happy with that. And obviously that could also prevent him from, uh, you know, uh, injuries as well. Yeah. He's obviously had a TJ in the past. Yeah. So, yeah, and then another thing on him too is he's like historically good in the second half. Like his his ERA in the, the second half of seasons is uh, remarkable. I wonder. I I don't know if Baseball Reference will do it for me, but I'm gonna see if I can find his career ERA for second half. It will do splits. It will do splits for a career. Okay. Okay. Uh, scrolling down to first or second half. Yeah, his uh, uh come on, is it not gonna tell me an ERA? What's oh um uh, yeah, his career in the second half, he has a one point seven nine ERA. That's so good. Damn. Well, uh, I wonder what he ranks in what that ranks in as probably is it must be like top ten top fifteen pitches. That's a really good deal. You get him, you get him for like all of his prime, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and um, maybe he will off, fall off by then. In twenty twenty six, that will make him more 30, 31. Um, we'll see. Uh, but I'm excited to have him for that long. 
Um, I guess uh, I can also mention uh, Drew Rasmussen, a nice pickup by me in free agency. I'm just going to big myself up here, Ronnie, so I do apologise. No, um, go for it. That's why I want to hedge on for it. Year. <laughs> three million a year. Um, he actually has nine quality starts, which surprised me. I didn't think he would. I was hoping he might have a few, but nine is, you know, for, for a race pitcher. Um, and he actually didn't have, I don't know if he had any quality starts last year, but he had an uh, ERA of 2.84, a whip of only just above one, 1.04. Um, yeah, K's were there, uh, just about. Um, the walks were okay. But yeah, it was three million a year. Uh, that's also not a bad I believe I've got him for another two years after this year. Um, it will be interesting to see how he does next year, but he's, he's also quite young. So, um, yeah, we really liked how he performed this this year. It was a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, uh, Rasmussen actually was a guy I kind of had on my list going into free agency. Uh, it didn't really pan out where, uh, like, my team and where the bidding was going was, like, where I wanted to go with him. But, I mean, that is, that is a picture I, I, def, I definitely had some some like for before the season and he ended up pitching very well as you said uh you know kind of like not kind of like but you know the strikeouts i guess you, i i expected a little more strikeout wise from him but still still yeah. enough volume there um, yeah i was just gonna gonna go on to say uh, some some like bad uh, pickups i guess with some bad performance from the pitching side and uh, we've got um the brace pitchers let me down except Schreider, obviously Kamala uh, and Waka uh, Yunoa uh, weren't the greatest uh, extensions for me. I think I extended Miller to uh, well two years, and you know what? I extended to uh, I believe five years. Yeah, uh, four years actually. There's four millions a year, so he's not been great, and he spent most of his time in in AAA last year, and he didn't do well either there. So I don't know what I, I, I might have to cut him in this off season. So those two weren't that great, and also just I agree. I mean, he's got he's got the stuff, but the fastballs are very prone to landing in the bleachers. Um, he gave up some stupid amount of home runs last year. His ERA was in the five five point zero two. He's still got the strikeouts, more than a strikeout thrown in, but um, the walks are also a bit high, and it's, he's so prone to home runs that I don't know. He's kind of a Robbie Ray light. And pitcher, I'm hoping he can reach the Ray levels, but yeah. whether he does that, I mean, he's still young. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can't imagine he's gonna be that bad going forward. So like I, I would feel like I don't think he's gonna be like an ace by any means, but I, I would feel he, you know, he could be a, a very worthwhile pitcher in our league here. You know, once he kind of grows into his 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 talent. Yeah, and so I have to I can't I have to mention George Kirby. That was I, I was surprised George you Kirby, Edward yeah. Cabrera and Owen Cruz. Yeah, but let, let, let's go on Kirby. I mean, I, I know you're probably itching to talk to me of all people about him, but <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what can I say about him? He, he was great. He was extra. He, he pitched 130 innings, 132 strikeouts, to only 22 walks, 11 quality starts. An ERA of 3.39. The whip was uh, a little bit high, 1.20. But, uh, yeah, that was his first rookie season, obviously. Um, I can't wait to see what he does next year. Um, he's, I think he's going to be special. Uh, I hope, anyway, because uh, I gave up a, a cyan caliber 
obviously, Ronnie, he's your man as well. Um, I don't think I'll part with him, to be honest. He's really good, and he's going to be that one-two strider, Kirby, Urias, a one-two three, shall I say. Sucker punch. That'll hopefully get me to the playoffs next year. Yeah, like, I mean, I've obviously been a, uh, a noted admirer of him. Uh, from a prospect standpoint here for a few years. You know, I, I tried to get him with Vib, but then Vib kind of disappeared. Uh, Dylan refused to trade him to me because he had a, a buddy who kind of sneaks into games illegally to scout players who really liked Kirby. Uh, then Mike ended up taking over, and I couldn't or make a deal with... Uh, no, was it Keith? And I think it ended up being with Keith. And then Mike ended up with him, and then I couldn't make a deal with Mike because you had a... No, no, I'm sorry. It went from Mike to... It was Keith. Yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike to Keith. Keith. And then ended up with you, so... Uh, I don't, like, the only thing yeah. that holds him back for me from being, like, one of the very, very best pitchers in our league is I just don't think he'll strike out enough guys to be up there with, you know, with, with the, the best of the best. But the, the K walk is going to be incredible because he just doesn't really walk anybody. He'll strike out enough guys, and the the ERA and the WHIP will be both both excellent. I mean, I I, I could easily see him being, uh, you know, kind of up there with like Urias, maybe even a little higher than Urias in terms of like uh like player rater scores and stuff here. Even even maybe next year. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think you're right. Hopefully, I mean, uh, they're going to let him go, aren't they? The Mariners, they want to get get into the playoffs again next year, so. Uh, I think he'll be that probably SP1, SP2 for them. Uh, I don't know. Well, Luis Castillo is there, isn't he? Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, and maybe George Kirby as the first starting pitcher for them. Uh, and they'll just let him go, hopefully. Uh, get as many quality starts as possible and see how he goes. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I could see holding him back from SP3 is if they give Matt Brash on the crack of rotation, but... <clears throat> it's not April Fool's yet, Ronnie. You know, he's been really good out of the bullpen <laughs> in my defense here, all right? Yeah, no... He well, uh, I don't know, really good. I mean, he's had his moments, hasn't he? Uh, I think he got better towards the end of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about with pitching there, or do you want to go to hitting now? Yeah, we can go to hitting. Um, let's go to do a bit of hitting. So, uh, where shall we start? I'm just scrolling through my um, roster here. Um Jorge Mateo, he was a pleasant surprise for me. Obviously, he's not on my roster anymore. Sorry, I do apologize. But um, I have to say that he was a great... Um, well, I brought him up. I was so close to cutting him in the off-season, the, the last off-season. I was literally with a finger nails length of cutting him. I was that close. And then, thank goodness I didn't, because I got a nice little haul for him at the end of the year from uh, Mike. What did I get from him? I'm just kind of scrolling through... Uh, oh yeah, I got the second round pick and the first round pick next year, um, which uh, was a nice get for me because I don't think I was gonna, I was gonna um, trade him to someone. So I'm glad I got got a second round pick for him, and I think I did, I did do well in that uh, rookie draft if I say so myself. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, um, and to uh, what I got, I'll, I'll see what happens there. But um, hit it, hit wasn't great for me, Ronnie. Yeah, uh, I. It was, it was a disappointment. I, I've talked endlessly in the chat about about that. I, I think, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, it, uh, it was, yeah. I mean, my hitting took a, took a step back this year too. So yeah, the, the injuries got me. Injury was injuries were really bad. I mean, you know, we just constantly injured in and out of the rotation, in and out of the IL spot. Um, Brendan Rogers, Ryan McLeod, um, 
and he he was a disappointment as well. I think he cost me. Uh, if I maybe held on to Rodan, I could have possibly sneaked in the playoffs. I don't know, but he was a real disappointment for me. Uh, there's talk of him being signed to a massive contract by the Red Sox, so um, I'm hoping that will get him to bounce back next year. And um, Castillera, that was just a hit and hope for me, really, uh, Ronnie. I, you know, I like to go for the high risk, high reward players, and I think I can at see that it. time he was at highest lowest. Yeah. So, so I got him. I, you know, I got a good amount of salary for him as well. So it's not like I'm paying him the full amount of uh, was it 12 million that he's on, I think. 12 million a year. I don't think I'm paying that because I, I got a pretty good stash of money in return as well uh, with Hera. And obviously, I don't know, oof, I just hope maybe he gets another chance with another organisation um, because Brewers weren't playing him at all, really. Um, towards the end of the year, they did. But again, I think he just needs that one regular, full regular season uh, in the in the lineup, day in, day out, and just see what he is. So let's just see what he is. Um, I just just give him one more shot because I think there is like thirty plus home runs in there with a poor average and loads of strikeouts. But a thirty home run back in the organized, uh, in, you know, in a, in a squad is quite useful. Yeah, I mean, there is some potential for it to be like a a, a decent fielding uh, Adam Dunn, I suppose. Um, but... Yeah, I'm kind of curious what will what will happen with him too because he he wasn't he like was so, he was so highly touted coming out of. Uh, you know, is a pro, uh, you know, out of the draft, he he was having this amazing bat speed, amazing bat, uh, 300 plus uh, average, uh, good walk to strike out ratio. And what happened? He's like, tell me what happened. He was going to be like the lock of that draft to succeed in the in MLB, and he started that way to be honest as well, didn't he? He had, he a, came up. He had a really good he rookie year. Zoomed through the minors. He absolutely he crushed the minors as well. It's like, tell me what happened? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's very strange. All right, and then after uh, after Hira, where do you want to move on to next? Um, I guess uh, tier one catching. Um, my tier one catching that like, you kindly ranked me. As I was, I knew, you know, I dropped to the floor when you when you ranked me first in catching. Um, but I do agree with you to be honest. And um, you've got Will Smith, who was as solid as a rock uh, last year with the Dodgers. Twenty four home runs, eighty seven RBI, two sixty average. I mean, you can't ask for really much more than that from your catching position, except, you know, unless you're talking about, like, JT Romito, um, and, you know, you've got the Adley Rutschman, who are the, the top of the top of catching, but Will Smith is as solid as you get. You, you, you're always going to expect 20 plus home runs from him. The RBI is always going to be there because he's in a Dodgers uh, lineup, and the average won't be um, low in devastation into your uh, categories. So he's only, uh, what, 26 as well, 27? So He's still got a, a way way ahead of him as well, and he's going to be extended as well this year in yeah. the off season. Point five million. It's probably going to be at the top of uh, the extension range, right? Because if he performs quite well, so I presume he'll be on quite an extension. Yeah, it'll be in terms of salary. What like around like seven and a half, I think probably doing some quick mental math. Yeah, it's so in the ballpark. Yeah, to be honest, that's not too bad for a for a high caliber uh, yeah, catcher. Not at all. But I'll be extending him to a long, you know, long-term deal. Yeah. And you've got uh, Francisco Alvarez, who will be coming up um, next year for the Shrimps as well. Oh. Um, he'll probably be DHing for the Mets, I would think, uh, and playing some catching as well. So which will help him get the at-bat. Um, so yeah, looking forward to see how he does. Uh, 
he's a monster, Francis Alvarez. I can't wait to see what he does in the majors. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm nicknaming him the Venezuelan Bison. Um, okay. Because he's got that aura about him, you know? <laughs> he's, he's a thick boy with four C's at the end. All right. He's gonna, he's gonna be great. Um, um, I guess that's it for my hitting. I guess there's not much to talk about. We've got Cody Bellinger, who I, I'm praying day in day out to see do do at least get some sort of improvement from the next year. Um, I don't know if the Dodgers will resign him. To be honest, he might be waivered. He might be DFA'd. To know that's a dodgy situation. I mean, again, high risk, high reward. He was an MVP. Surely he hasn't forgotten how to hit. Yeah, within a space of two years, right? I mean, I, I the only thing I can think of is his his shoulder injury celebrating in the 2020 playoffs might have kind of taken too much power away from him, and he just doesn't make contact anymore when he does make contact. I don't know if that's messed with the swing or not, but I mean, it's 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 yeah. a it's a pretty easy thing to look at and say he was good before that and he's been bad after. So I'm not saying it is the cause, but it's kind of hard to not wonder if it is a cause. Yeah. And he's on a four-year contract, so uh, I just hope that he discovered even like 20% of what he was, you know, in the 2020-2019 season. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'll, I'll, you know, we, I do have some hitting coming up, you know, through the minors. We've yep. got um, O'Neill Cruz, who's going to be up next year as well. Uh, or he's, he's such a fun player to watch. He is. Such a fun player to watch. Is Hedberg coming up next year? Yeah, maybe go into high A uh, from low A, uh, but not coming up to the shrimp shot yet. Uh, you've got uh, Miguel Vargas from the Dodgers in there. If Justin Turner doesn't get re-signed in real life, he might be uh, the you know, regular third uh, base in there, but we'll see. And, but he'll be really good, I think. He's got all the battle in uh, with some home run power. Um, good walk strikeout ratio as well. Um, yeah, looking forward to see how he does. You've got Josh Lowe from the Ray organization. Um, he performed very well in the minors last year. Um, so we'll see if he does well. You've got JJ Blissett, who was a bit of a disappointment with the, Mar- uh, with the Marlins um, last year in the majors. He struck out a lot. I thought there was, there was going to be more power in the back, uh, but there really wasn't. So I'll see how he does. We've got Jose Barrera, who was a massive disappointment. I mean, did you see his stat line at the end of the year? Like, oh, I did not. Shocking. <laughs> oh, just go and have a look. Uh, get, get a vomit bowl while you're doing it. For, for um, who? Prepared. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not pleasant. For who? You, you laugh at Hedbert Perez, uh, Jose Barrera from the Reds organization. Uh... Yeah, anyway, I mean, Hedbert Perez would be That's a his WRC plus is WRC plus was five at, at the major league level. Um, average is one hundred. Oh, positive. <laughs> I thought it would be a negative. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> not quite. Uh, the the AAA numbers were at a, a 66 WRC plus, which uh, not great as well. Well, you know, the pitching is good. I've got uh, fabulous pitchers coming up. You've got Edward Cabrera is still in the minors. Um, Some health concerns, be, though, right? I don't know if he'll be up with us at some point, but he was fabulous with the Marlins last year. Um, you've got Carl Harrison, who I drafted, which is I was really pleased with again him at a spot eight, I think it was, in seven or eight. Ricky Tiefman, who I don't know if you'll be up next year, but he's a promising uh, pitcher prospect. Gavin Stone, another Dodgers prospect. And I think Gavin Stone, bold take, bold take, and you may be laughing at this to I me, mean, but he may be better than Bobby Miller. I mean, he, he, he was, I believe he was the Dodgers minor league pitcher of the year over Miller. So, I mean, I don't think it's an incredibly crazy thing to say, but yeah. I would still take Miller personally. Walk, walk to strike our ratio was phenomenal. Yeah. And then um, I, I, I should at least um, mention here yeah. uh, that uh, you did have plans on taking uh, a certain other pitcher of the draft, but, you know, I kind of beat you to the punch, so I made myself feel a little better. Yeah, yeah unfortunately you did. Uh, so I do go for my plan B instead. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest, I am... Yeah, I was hoping it was uh, Ellie De La Cruz was going to be available for me, or Jackson Churio. But these guys, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, Ronnie, you, you don't want to un underestimate any of our competition. Yeah. They know what they're doing. I mean, Tom goes Comic Cons every every day, but <laughs> secretly, during Comic Con, he's looking at the ESPN uh, player search box and he's searching his players up. Let me tell you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been almost about a half hour be, here. Yeah. So I'm going to have to have, stop this. I've always done battery of neck as well. Yeah. You want to be looking out for these people because, um, yeah, I don't trust any of you. We can go on to another uh, sport if you like, Ronnie. Uh, I think I've talked enough about my team. Yeah. Okay. We can move on. We can go to uh, to basketball here, you know, where people are saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, people are saying the Scunthorpe Saxon are a fraud after last year. Uh, what is your what is your thought? Um, on yeah, I don't know who those people are. Uh, they've got a few brain cells, I'm going to say that uh, politely, and I think uh, we'll show you them that they haven't, they won a fraud last year, and we're going to bounce back. We're, we're just uh, shaking the rust off uh, from the long off season that we've had. We partied a little too hard, rightly so, I think, uh, fashion our rings all over the clubs that we visited. Um, but yeah, it's time for business. Um, we lost to Nathan last, last week, eh, even. Yep. Um, and we're hopefully going to win this week against uh, Paolo. So, um, oh, onwards and upwards, Ronnie. Positive mentality, that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah, it's, it is looking like it should be a win for you here. We guys just have Sunday's games left, and, you know, the, the results there, the, the categories that you are ahead in are, I'd, I'd say, pretty safe, pretty safely yours. So there's not, uh, not a whole lot of worry I would have in, in your shoes. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I was hoping to win against Paolo, to be honest, uh, as the reigning champion. Uh, I, I hope to win against many oppositions of ours. Uh, but I think you'll find that all these teams have, I don't know how, but they've gotten better. Maybe it's because of the start of the season and uh, most of the teams are healthy again. Uh, but uh, yeah, everyone seems to be performing quite well. And, you know, there's no, there's no tankers that I can't tell at the moment. We've got Mike and Chris at the bottom of the table so far. You've got Keith at the bottom of the table, alongside me. And then you've got Sean eighth. You've got uh, Nate on fourth. I mean, it's, all, it's after 
one week. But I, I don't think it's going to be as when as fast or, you know, there's going to be a tier one of sorts, I don't think. I don't think there will be. I think that it will be all kind of equally matched teams, which will be um, fascinating to watch. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's my prediction. Yeah, we'll see how the season separates. I mean, I'm sure we'll find at least a couple teams that kind of just lag behind here, but I am a little disappointed there. You're, you know, you're going, you gave us basically half the standings and you're burying the lead. The Blue Water Walleye are in third place right now. And we're st- projected to, we're looking like we're going to have another decent win this week. You know, hold, hold on to that. Yeah, yeah, that no, place. no. That's it. Yeah. So I was going to let you do that. Right. I knew you would do that. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, trust me. I knew it's, you were going to pick yourself. Yeah, yeah it, it's I, I'm I'm <laughs> physically incapable of not bragging. Um, and you've got Tom next week, so um, that could be another win. But then again, could be. What we to say, right? Yep, have he to. You uh, might bring up. He might, he might bring up Benedict Maffron, and he might um, shot you. I hope not. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, just um, going on to my team, and I guess if you must. Oh, yeah. um, we're, sure. what, what can I say? Free agency was a very quiet one for us. We didn't pick up anyone in free agency. Uh, neither did we actually call anyone up, as far as I know, from the miners. Uh, we just stuck with what we did last year. We brought a few people in by a train um, where we said goodbye to our block monster, uh, Triple J, last year. And we brought another block monster in, in the uh, shape of Mitch Robinson. Um, who's um, been amazing so far for me uh, this this season. Uh, Van Vliet as well, Freddie Van Vliet. Uh, he, he's been um, very good barring this one performance. Did you see it, Ronnie? Did you see how bad he was the day before yesterday? You know, I, 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 I think I might have. I think I might have. on the three-pointers, and he, oh, he was shit. How bad is that? Yeah, it, uh, it it happens. I mean, even even the best players have some some off days like that. So yeah, uh, uh, but I think that killed me in a few categories. That did I think if he had a performance like previous, you know, he's had uh, during the season already, I think that could have helped me to win a couple more categories. I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, he, he, I think that trade will hopefully help me in the run up for the playoffs, and hopefully get me to the playoffs and get me to the promised land once more. Freddie uh, Van Vliet is going to be solid. I know that. I know that was just a one-game thing, but um, he's only what twenty-eight. Decent size contract. Mitch Robinson. I got him back. So I traded Mitch Robinson, right? Yep. To Nate. Yeah, I traded Mitch Robinson to Nate for the first round twenty twenty-three pick. Who knows what that will be? I guess that will be probably in the top ten. I'm thinking um, he's not going to do as bad as last year. I don't think Nate is. So Wait, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Nathan doesn't have his first round pick this this year. Hmm? I'm sorry, Nathan doesn't have his first round pick this year. Oh, Nathan. No. Oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> that's why he's. That's why he's probably trying to compete. He better. <laughs> he better. If if um, if, if, if Nathan. Julian Bronson as well in that deal. Yeah. If, if Nathan hands you Victor Wembanyama, I. People will be very, very upset. <laughs> no, he won't, Ronnie. He won't. He will not. He's got Nick Jokic. He's got Jalen Brown, who he acquired in the offseason. He's got uh, right, Rudy Gobert. He's got a, quite a decent team. I think he, he'll be a dark horse. I, I think so. Of course, how could I forget? He's got Paolo Banchero as well. Yeah, that's true. An absolute, what a star he'd be on. Yeah, Ben Caro's been incredible. But does uh, Larry it... Larry Markinen? 
Lowry Markinen, he's been out of this world as well for Utah. Yeah. Right. So I think next team will be, you know, he won't be last or uh, close to last, I don't think, this year. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, the, the, I, well, he, he, he has too I, much I, talent. I hope he does. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, of course, you should. <laughs> All right, where do we go here after uh, Robinson and Van Vliet? Yeah, we've got Embiid and Kyrie Irving, um, obviously my two go-to players. Uh, they, they played really well last, uh, last night. I mean, Kyrie Irving, I don't want to get into the political side of things with him. I mean, yeah, he talks rubbish, obviously. Uh, he talks out of his butt crack. Uh, I don't pay attention to that side of things. What he does on the court is what I pay attention to. And boy, has he been out of this world so far this season. I mean, he's averaging close to probably 35 points a game. Yeah. He's putting up assists, rebounds, steals, blocks. He's shooting at a great percentage. I couldn't ask more from him, to be honest. Uh, whatever he does off court, I hope he stays on the court and plays like that every day. Because, yeah, oh, he's been absolutely phenomenal for me. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, he's been, you know, he's he is an incredibly talented basketball player. I mean, I I obviously very much don't like him for the other reasons, but hey, he's when he's on the court, he's I mean, currently he's third point guard on the on the player radar, so. Mm. Yeah, and Joel Embiid has started off slow. I I will say that he's not been the the Joel Embiid of like late last season, where he's put up thirty, uh, you know, doubles, doubles, um, loads of blocks, loads of steals. He's not. I don't know, maybe he's lost the peck in the step, really, because they, they, they start off slow as well. So I'm hoping he's just ramping up slowly, uh, Joel Embiid. I, I think he'll be all right. Um, you've got, um, the thing is, I think that the injuries have hurt me. I've got Gary Terry, who's been out for uh, like four or five games now. Uh, Darius Garland, he's been out with an eye injury for the last week. You've got Cole, Cole Anthony out going out uh, for probably a month or so. Um, I didn't expect Colin Sexton to be getting, um, you know, garbage time a minute in Utah Jazz rotation. That surprised me a bit. Yeah, me too. Although he did have a nice game yesterday. Yeah, although the one thing I will say about Utah, though, is I I can see them trying to to tank a little bit, and I would not be surprised if they traded away. I don't know, Ronnie. I don't know. They just passed off really well. They're like 5-1, 4-1. I mean, they have, but like... Oh, they've started off well. I just, you know, I, I think there's a chance there that they could uh, potentially, you know, go on a bit of a, a cold streak here and a little bit and maybe try to, to trade away some of their guards and that could pave the way for Sexton to be a starter again pretty soon. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. And uh, how can I not mention yeah, Julian Bronson? He's been fantastic uh, this season. It's all I hope for, really, when you move from uh, Dallas. He's been the go-to man, um, you know, at stages. He's had, he had that fantastic near triple double game last um, this week actually earlier this week. Um, he's really good. I mean the contract that I've got him on is really cheap as well. What's it? Uh, Four million for another couple of years. That would be uh, a really good extension for me. Uh, RJ Barrett, my boy, my boy Ronnie. So <laughs> dirty. I mean he has been. He's not a categories player. He's a more of a points uh, league player than he. But yeah. I, I do love him. I, I've got a soft spot for him. I know he's not going to win me the field goal category or the free throw category. But when he when he plays well, he, he's a you know statue stuffer. Um, he does put up some you know loads of points. He puts up points. He, he does can do that. And he's still young. I think you know. Uh, ne- uh, no, I was going to say the Mets. The Knicks 
I'm going to let him play, uh, you know, regular minutes, 30 plus minutes a night. And I just hope, you know, um, finds that sort of defensive side to him. And I think he's working on it from what I've read. He's gone a bit more beefier. So he's, you know, playing up against the, the big boys uh, regularly on a day in, day in, day out. So I, I just hope he finds that kind of, I don't know, shooting range of his. But I don't know. I, I'm happy with how he's doing at the moment. I know he has, he has been a, a negative for me at stages as well. Well, I mean, depending on your build, as you said, you know, you're not really in here for the for field goal percentage and free throw percentage. So he can be a, a valuable player in this league, depending on which categories you're kind of not really concerned about winning in favor of going all in on certain other categories. So it's it's definitely yeah, not absolutely, all, not all exactly. He's not, he's, I don't think he'll kill me. Yeah, I've got uh, Joel Embiid, uh, Kyrie Irving, you've got uh, the Stingers who are good field goal, uh, goal defensive shooters. That's so true. I, I don't think he's such a big deficit uh, in my team anyway, for my team. Yeah. Although I will say that once again here, early in the season, uh, he is currently lower on the player rater than Denny Abdia yet again. So. <laughs> <laughs> How is that possible? Like, are you actually adjusting the ranks which is no problem? No. Like, I, I you, honestly don't know. How is that possible? How can, is it? No, just check right now. Denny is 33 among small forwards. And going back here to your team, uh, there your team is. And RJ is small forward 47. Uh, mainly just because I I think it's just the, the, the percentages. Like He takes a lot of, a lot of shots. And then... I don't know, maybe, I, th- I think Denny provides a bit more defensively and then probably fewer turnovers too. But... Yeah, I know, that's true. But yeah, I would have thought that the points would carry more weight, but maybe not, maybe not anyway. Yeah, and like... But, you know, who would you rather have, uh, Ronnie, come on? In all, seri- all seriousness, um, take the bias out of your side. Would you like RJ or would you like Denny on your team right now? On, on my team? I'd probably Barrett. Even though, even though with the the free throw percentage issues, because that I I hope I should be a, a a top two or top three free throw percentage team. So that would be my only concern about him. But it's not like Denny's exactly a sniper yeah. from the free throw line. So. Yeah, that's it. Um, I will just to mention briefly one more player, Jared Vanderbilt. Oh, I'm so happy to get him on such cheap extension. What is it? It's less than a million, seven hundred fifty thousand a year for the another two years. He has been so good at rebounding, defensive stats, he was blocked. And last night, did you see the stat line uh, last night? He had seven points, seven rebounds, and seven assists, and two steals. They can't, the guy can do it all. He's been such a good surprise, such a pleasant surprise. Um, oh, yeah, I really, I really like uh, Vanderbilt. He's not talked about enough. He's that, you know, that energizer bunny that runs around all the time on the court. He just gives us all for the team, and that's what we're all about with the Sexton's. Yeah, that's uh for for his his contract. He's an incredibly valuable player for sure. Uh, you know, he's not going to blow you with scoring, but the, the defense and the rebounding will be there, and he's going to shoot a pretty good percentage in the field. So, it's a good player to have. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I just hope uh, they let him. Yeah, let, give him the minutes. Um. And I think they will. Um, they, I just, well, they've got uh, Walker, was it Walker Kessler? They do, uh, yep. Um, his teammate. Yes. Uh, quotes. So it's been unfortunate that Kessler's been under the weather for the last two games and hasn't played, but. Oh, is that right? 
Yeah. Not the excuse you're giving, eh? I mean, that's what ESPN says. Kessler, parentheses, illness is out Saturday against the Grizzlies. Um, he was out the previous night, too. They had a back-to-back, and he missed both games because he was sick. Vanderbilt would never. He, he would play sick. That's, that's the mentality we have in our squad. Well, I mean, no. No, one's go, no one goes off sick. No one goes off sick. They just yeah. play through it. Well, you know, I don't think it's, you know, out of the question to suggest that maybe Mike, uh, you know, had Valley Job and uh, perhaps intervene in this and maybe give him some some bad food or something, some food uh, poison. Ah. I'm just saying, I wouldn't, uh, yeah. I wouldn't, put, not, wouldn't put it past Mike. It's not working, though, is it? Yeah, I don't know why he went after Kessler, but apparently he did. Yeah, very strange. I mean, if I were in his shoes, I would have gone. Out, I would have gone after Curry or Cunningham, but hey. Exactly. She should learn from the best, right? Get Chris on the phone. Yeah, he really should should uh, figure out some advice there from Chris. Right, which sport are we going on to next, then, Ronnie? Uh-huh. I think after I, uh, you know, do a poor job of disguising the fact that I'm about to stop the recording, we can do uh, hockey. We are now back, and uh, very clearly, you know, hard, hard to hard to notice the, the cuts in the, the podcast after I publish them. So, wanted to, to point out to you how or where it would go. So, or I'm sorry, no football because football comes before hockey in the alphabet. Duh. Yeah, so let's go football. <laughs> Yikes. Um, what- same time here you have DK who conveniently has your boy Geno Smith as his quarterback and then CD Lamb who has your who had your boy Cooper Rush's quarterback though so you know we gonna throw them under the bus too those quarterbacks yeah <laughs> yeah no, um Cooper Rush is out of the rotation he's you know um on my drop him because I need to bring in a cooker then I need to bring a kicker in this week this week yep. I'm, I'm going to give you this advice here, too. Send down Brevin Jordan. If you're not playing Brevin Jordan this week, he's a rookie. You can send him down and not cut him. But would that cost me a year or not, Ronnie? I mean, he's he's up anyway. Like, like it, it, it doesn't do anything. Like, he, he's still going to advance his contract. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm going to do that, then. I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's so just the easiest we'll, thing we'll, to do. We're facing Keith this, this week. Uh, um, that's just fine. This is going to disappoint, hasn't it, Keith? He went out and kind of acquired some guys who were, yeah, he, he, he acquired some guys who were, were hurt and or suspended. So he, he was kind of setting up for, yeah. a, uh, I mean, he, he has Watson on his bench. Uh, he still has Calvin Ridley. Um, so 
Although, you know, some guys, I mean, Swift has been hurt for him. Najee Harris has been very disappointing. I have him in a redraft, and I I, I would be very happy to unload Najee if I could get uh, someone to bite on him. <laughs> uh, see, this, this is it with football. I think that's my least favorite fantasy sport, Ronnie, because it's just so unpredictable. Yeah, Najee Harris was the number one pick last year, I think, in rookie, rookie drafts, wasn't he? Like, he was the go-to RB. And now the people are trying to offload him. So I just don't understand. Like, uh, you've got Brees Hall going down, obviously. You've got um, Kenneth Walker just appearing out of nowhere. After thin air, people were down on him to start the year because he wasn't getting any touches. And now all of a sudden, he's you know, running 400 plus yards, touchdowns everywhere. It's just so unpredictable. And I think that's what puts me off uh, football. I mean, I, I enjoy it. Obviously, I do the Barry Red thing, but the unpredictably of it, it's, it's, it's not my bag. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is the sport that gets me the most angry. So, <laughs> yeah, for, for those reasons. Yeah. Um, but also, did you see DK coming back a week after suffering a patella tendon injury and he's playing today? That's mad. I thought he was going to be out for weeks. Yeah, I, I, he's playing today. I, I would probably not advise that. I'm no doctor, but I would probably say, hey, maybe at least take a one week off. Yeah, well, which is crazy, isn't it? Because they've got the best doctors who advise them what to do. And well, then, yeah, oh, well, 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 I mean, hey, play, well, which is, it doesn't sound like a great idea. I mean, let, let's slow, slow our roll here. I mean, you are the owner of Tua, who very clearly did not have the best doctors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Uh, we're just one of guys to play. That's all we want. Yeah. Well, yeah, Tua will be fun, won't he, today? Against the Detroit Lions, I'm hoping for 20 plus points from him today. I'm hoping. Um, that, this is this is his game. If he can't perform against the Lions, I mean, it doesn't look very good uh, moving forward for this season. But I think Tua has to step up here. He yeah, has to throw I mean, for 300 plus yards, maybe two touchdowns, more, more, maybe two plus touchdowns. Hopefully, and then maybe we can get that victory and make us a uh, three and five for the season. Maybe. I mean, a, a certain uh, player in our league uh, recently faced the Detroit Lions, and uh, Bailey Zappi had 188 yards and a touchdown against them. So there's your baseline. You, you got to beat that. If you're yeah. Tua. You got to beat that. Oh, yes. No, it has to. If he doesn't beat that, I'm, I'm leaving the chat. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I would let you hear the end of that. <laughs> yes, I am considering it. I will. Don't, don't tempt me, Ronnie. I will, I will leave. Because I, I, I do support my boy to go up. And if he performs poorly against Lions, I'm going to have to chat, have a chat with him afterwards. And, um, you know, do, do, yeah, you know, um, I'll, I'll leave it on that. I'll have to talk to him after the game. All right. Yeah. All right. Where else are we at in football here? Like, what are you look, what are you thinking about? Uh, I guess maybe like a, not necessarily like a total long-term outlook, but you know, like the near future here with your team. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm in total limbo. I'm in total limbo in this league. Uh, not sure whether to compete or not compete. I think what I'll do is just play out. I'll just see how my team goes. I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to buy. I'm just going to see what my team and what my place perform at. And um, I won't do anything special. I'm just going to. It's just a, it's a roller coaster. I'm going to put it down. Just, we'll see how we go. You know, we've got youngsters such as Wondo Robinson, who's been getting targets last year, last week and the week before. So I put him in the lineup for the, today. Uh, we'll see how he goes against Seattle. Um, you know, 
we've got Terrence Marshall, we've got Leviska Chanel, so I might put him in there one week, leave him out the next. I'll just ride with the waves. I, I won't fight it. Uh, I'll see how, how it comes out. I get the so, uh, to be honest, we're, we're second to last with Josh being 0 7, us being 2 5. If we win against Keith today, that we could be all the way up to, what, 9 to 10? Uh, uh, if, if other results go our way. So um, I, I'll just see how it goes, really, for me. I don't have a clear plan, to be honest with football, like I do with the other sports. So I'm just going to let it ride out. I'm not going to do much with the team uh, in terms of trading or any weird or wonderful free agency acquisitions. All right. Well, it is it is an interesting team. I mean, you do obviously have a lot of really talented young uh, wide receivers. And if, uh, if Geno Smith can hold on to his starting role, you know, you, you do have you do have a, a, a core that can, you know, depending on the uh, on the week can really, you know, compete with a lot of teams. Yeah. And we've got some help uh, waiting in the wing in the minus as well. Um, hopefully, Tyler Heineke will suck, uh, and Wentz is already sucking. So hopefully, uh, Powell will get some playing time here uh, sooner rather than later, and see what he's made of. Because that'll be a nice, uh, nice surprise as well if he if he performs well. I mean, he did play really well for North Carolina, didn't he, in college? He did. Um, he was really good. Rushed for quite a few yards, um, threw a lot of yards as well. So I'm hoping he can bring some of that to the uh, Washington. So I was just um, saying about Colin Herbert. Um, he's been a, a nice surprise um, these last past couple of weeks with uh, David Montgomery going down and you know performing, uh, getting his touchdowns and some rushing yards as well. Uh, I've got him in, on a nice contract. I believe I drafted him in the third round of our rookie draft, which goes goes a long way because uh, we only obviously draft defensive players. Um, so fourth and fifth rounds. Well, I think we only do four rounds, don't we? So yeah. last round of our draft, there's just basically waiver wise fodder, isn't it? So getting him in the last round and he being productive for for a couple of weeks here and then, he has got that explosive edge about him as well. I think he will he will he will have a, a you know a season here or there that um, we warrant him being mentioned as a quite a good bargain. Oh, for sure. I I personally think he's shown enough that he can have a. Uh... A, a pretty good role, whether it be in Chicago or elsewhere, elsewhere, depending on what they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, maybe try to maybe move uh, Montgomery and, and give Herbert more run. But I, I think that's a, a, a player you should be very happy to have at that price and probably look into extending him there for, you know, a, a few years here after, after the season. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I'm going back to all myself. And I don't know why I extended him for any one year. Maybe I was just seeing how he's going to go this year and extend him again. But anyway, 1.5 you know, is less bad. And his extension, I don't think, will be that drastic. And oh, yeah, no. I'll, I'll no, no. Him up, I'm sure. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be more than fine for you here. So it's not going to cause you any, any cap issues, for sure. Um, and then my favourite, hockey. Shall we go on to hockey? Right. Yeah, let's go. I think, I think this is probably one of my favourite. It is a fun so, fantasy sport. It is a really fun fantasy yeah, sport. Yeah, I, I do enjoy hockey. I don't know why people aren't into it as much as I am, and, and or you are, Ronnie. I do find it fascinating. I, I've recently got a subscription to watch, like, you can watch every single game of hockey oh, in here. Um, it's like a monthly subscription, and yeah. I've been really getting into it. 
and, and so has my team, by all accounts. I mean, the results aren't there, but the performances are. I'm, I believe um, my team has been performing better than they did last year. Yeah, I mean, you kind of had some some uh, a, a collection of talent that was pretty poor at a few certain categories, like namely like face-off wins. But obviously you're really good with def- defense points. Now you're doing really good with blocking shots too. And you've had a few guys start off here pretty hot with uh, the scoring. So you know, you're, you're, you're definitely an improved team over last year, it looks like. Yeah, so some of the hot scorers which you've uh, talked about, You've got a goal, Carl Field, who yeah. has been phenomenal. Two more Nicola last going to be a phenomenal scorer in this league. Uh, probably 35-plus goals, I would think. Should be. Would I mean, if he doesn't hit 30 this year, I think it would be a, a bit of a disappointment, to be honest. What's he on at the moment? Seven. Uh, he's already got seven goals. Seven goals already. Okay. Um, you've got, uh, who else has been scoring? Um, Rasmus Darlene. He's been on fire yeah. to start the year, and this is what I was expecting him to be. You know, the number one pick, the guy that was talked about going into that draft, and he's been absolutely phenomenal to start the year. He's got he's got ten points in eight games, which is just phenomenal. He's that focal point in that uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, team, isn't he? And, much, and yeah. you know, he's getting in the win at the moment. You've got Martin Langer, who's been great. Um, as well with Max Pacioretty going down 11 points in 8 games um, and Shane Pinto as well Shane Pinto I think he's been on a crazy streak 6 goals in 8 games he's got so far yeah, I, I did, another one yesterday. yeah I did not expect him to, to score 6 goals in his first 8 games uh, at least especially in like his first real season with being probably I think the third third sentiment on the depth chart so he was highly talented though, right? I mean, the yeah. reason I had him off the waiver wire, briefly, I think for a few months, and then I dropped him again. But I think when I was you know, flipping through Twitter and looking at YouTube clips, people said, oh, this, this, this is him, he's the guy, he's going to be great. You know, I think they did draft him quite high as well. So it's been, I picked him off the waiver wire again this, this season, uh, just to start the year, and he's been absolutely amazing, phenomenal. And, um, yeah, so I've got some scorers on my team. You've got Andrei Kuzmenko, um, who was in free agency acquisition, who, you know, you already said it was a classic Barry sign-in, which I agree. Because, um, you know, high risk, high risk, right? Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get with him. Um, not, not, not even high risk, because they only got him for 500,000 a year. So low risk, high reward, which yeah. is the best possible thing. Six points in nine games. Um, he's been decent to start the year. Yeah, he's getting put on some shots. The, the 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 one drawback is he does have zero hits to this point, though. And then block shot. I don't really care about block shots for wingers. So, but yeah, I mean, as, as you said, though, he's got six points in nine games. He's got twenty six shots in nine games. It's 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 definitely a, a player worth worthy of being on a roster. Yeah, but I, I you know I talk about um, calling up a few of my rookies. Um, after Kaliev, who has not been that great so far. In the in preseason, he was fantastic. He was scoring left, right, centre. He's got a wicked shot on him. He does. He I just hope you, you know, you, you reinvigor that um, here sooner or later. He's, he's only 21, 22. Um, and also Anton Lundell, who I'm a massive fan of. Did you see that um, assist that he did uh, yesterday? 
open net and he passed it to Kachuk um, yes, to, to get an assist. How unselfish of him. Yeah. What's all about? Uh... I think that was because I think that was because uh, Kachuk's goal was ruled out earlier on in the game. So he gave it back and said, here you go, you can have yeah. it. Really, brilliant teammate move. Oh, I do like Lindell. He's obviously got the face of win. He shoots and he's a clever, clever player on ice. High IQ. Yeah, he's he's definitely a uh, a very a very smart player. That was kind of like his one of his big things coming up to the draft. Is honestly one of his big kind of knocks during the draft was they were people were a little con- little I want to say concerned, but questioning whether or not his his offense would translate to the NHL. And so far, it has. But he's just a a very a very smart, a very good hockey player overall. A guy who can play in all situations and, and kind of do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um. Um, you know, I can't mention skaters without mentioning Ko Makar, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, the guy's phenomenal. Um, it, it feels like every night you're seeing clips of him. On the season. He has not scored yet. That, is, that, is, surprising. that is surprising. Yeah, but... And, you know, he's, he's, he's great. I didn't... To be honest, I was looking at it, and I've only got him for another two years, which, um... Obviously, I'll, I'll re, be re-signing him. I thought I had it for a bit longer, but no, it's only two years, so I'll have to be given again out my checkbook uh, sooner rather than later on him. Yeah, that would be like an easy five-year extension for me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I, I mean, he's a generational talent. He's a generational talent, right? I, I, I think he's going to be a top five defender, I think, I think over the next few years. Generational might be a bit strong, only because I feel like that, that word gets used a little bit. But I, I definitely think he has the potential to be like one of the all-time great defensemen. So I don't think mm. he's it, yeah, it, maybe not generational. Generational is reserved maybe like Conor McDavid, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, honestly, if, if he keeps doing what he's doing, I think you can make a pretty strong case for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my goalies, I can I can mention those as well. You've got. Uh, uh, Red Ned Redemption and Ned Yep. Uh, who's been a disappointment at the start of the year, I have to say. Uh, I, I, you know, I expected him to be the number one uh, with, with the Red Wings, but obviously they signed Billy Fuso, or they traded for him, I think, or one or the other. Well, kind of, um, kind of both. So I didn't he, expect that. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of expected um, Fuso might get a bit more run just because he was being paid more. But, yeah, I mean, to be fair, this was... Uh, the last night's Wings game was the first time that either one of them had started two games in a row. So it seems like they're they're still pretty pretty mo- pretty uh, motivated to to use them both. I hope so. I hope so because I signed him for a free extension in the off season and he's on a six six million dollar deal per year. So I'm hoping I'll get some use out of him. You've got um, Ilya Samsonov, who you were a big fan of, but this guy. The last, the last two games haven't been great. And the, the four prior to that have been brilliant. And obviously, he's the number one in the Maple Leafs uh, goalie uh, right now because Matt Murray's obviously injured again. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a shrewd sign by me. I, I, I do think he's only 25. Um, I think. Is he? Or 26? Something like that? 25. For a goalie, he's gone up 10 years, hasn't he? Or at least that. Uh, um, that might be a bit strong. No, I mean the the some some goalies can, some don't. I mean, I, usually, kind of once you kind of get into your early thirties, it's kind of for the for most goalies, you're probably kind of entering a downturn. 
Um, the, 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 the true greats can usually keep it up a bit longer, but we'll see. We'll see on some yeah. Anyway, I've got him for three years. Uh, we'll see how he goes. He'll be 28 by the time he's finished here in, with the skaters. Uh, but I think he'll be a, he'll be a, a nice appointment star, to be honest. I, I, I signed him for a five, you know, five million a year. Didn't go into the free agency thinking I'm, I need a goalie. And then he just drops up and I was like, yeah, no, the heck not. He's 25. And if, I, I'm aiming to compete within, obviously not this year, probably in the next couple of years. I would think if I get like a Conor Bedard or uh, Adam Fantilli this draft year, um, here's me thinking I'll get him, but I don't know. Um, if I get one of those like quote unquote generational players, hopefully, and get someone in free agency as well, top up my roster uh, with Elias Samson, hopefully as the number one goalie. Who knows? I, I just, you know, gave it a shot. I, I've got all the cap in the world, so five million. Yeah, I mean, you do actually have uh, a lot of roster flexibility with, with cap space and whatnot. I mean, you got 35 and a half million with uh, really just loaded grand on IR because price is essentially done. He's, he's, I don't think he really ever plays again, so. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, it's just a matter. I don't want to cut him. It just feels wrong to cut him. I'll just let him play out this season on the roster. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll wave him goodbye and have a big game off um, off for him and you know come towards the end of the year mm-hmm. that's that's i i don't know i, I kind of feel the same way too with, with how i, I kind of let emotions dictate roster rooms <laughs> like i that, that's definitely something i would probably do as well <laughs> just for just for the sentimentality yeah, no, I think, I, you know, yeah i take care of my players i, I was saying in the chat yesterday the other day yeah take care of your players promote them say how good they are say how bad they are I'm all about, you know, making sure that you, you build your team up. Why not? Yeah. It's fun. I mean, obviously, and, and yeah. if, you know, if you want to, you, if you want to post hot dog gifts or fish, fish and chips gifts, go for it. But I'll be doing <laughs> it constantly. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, hey, obviously I'm right there with you for the most part. So but we'd like yeah, to see a little bit. I love you for that. Don't you forget it, Ronnie. I love you for that. Well, feelings mutual. Uh, oh, great. Right, what else I, was to I was obviously still going to talk about my minors as well, the AHL roster. Yeah, I was going to. Is it loaded? Right, Ronnie. Yeah, I was going to go there too. How do, how do we feel about Sebastian Kosa getting some games for a team called the Walleye? Ah, uh, yes. Well, I don't know. I think that was an error on the whoever was writing on the Twitter. I think I don't, I don't think they meant to write that. It <laughs> no, may be a mistake. No, he actually has been, though. They've been kind of bouncing in between the American Hockey League and the East Coast Hockey League just to try to get him as many uh, as many reps as they can because they, they do have a couple How goalies. have he been? Uh, How has he been? I haven't been following him. I can pull up his elite prospects here real quick. He's been all right. Uh, oh, he, he, made yeah. his, he made his AHL debut against, uh, uh, what's his name, Yaroslav Askarov. But they were both making their American Hockey League debuts and – uh, the and Grand Rapids beat Milwaukee, so Kosa got the victory over oh. over. Uh, what, uh, what was the score there? Who who won? Grand Rapids won. Okay, uh, real quick. Uh, he's got an 8.51 save percentage in Grand Rapids over two games, and a 9.04 save percentage in Toledo over two games. So he's been all right. I mean, this is his first taste of professional hockey. So Griffins, Admirals, Sir Asker. 
Uh, a three-two victory for Grand Rapids. So Kosa got the win, uh, three to two over nice. Askarov. Atta boy, atta boy. Get in. It's a small victory, you know, Ronnie. Oh yeah. Any small victories make a huge win at the end. That's what that's what that's what I'm talking about. Get in. Nice one. And obviously, I've got Spencer Wright as well. Don't forget, you know, Sebastian Kosa is all good, but Spencer Wright is he'll be good. I mean, he he got the win, I think. Yesterday or the, maybe yes, last night he got the win for the Florida Panthers. Um, hopefully, Bobrovsky can you know get the heck out of there and Spencer can be the number one. Um, or if they want to trade him to someone else, please do. He'll be great. Yeah. We'll probably aim to promote him next year. I'm thinking we will. Maybe we'll have to promote him next year based on the amount of games he starts. Um, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, I think Florida would like to move taking, on from Bobrovsky. Taking too. Kerry Price's um, slot. Yep. He'll be the successor to Kerry Price. Yep. Uh, see, Manny Beniers has been pretty good. When you said you were calling up two guys, I thought, oh, I thought, yeah. I thought Beniers oh, was going to be one or two. Oh, my goodness, Beniers would be great. I know, but you know what, Ronnie? I haven't promoted him because, you know, I didn't want to burn the time clock on him yet. That's fair. I promoted the two guys that... You know, are good, but not, you know, difference makers. Because I want to strategize this in a way that I don't lose them all in free agency in one year. Yep. If you know, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Because I've already got six, I've got six players that will be free agents come 2026 season, so I can extend them again. But if I was to promote Matthew Benier and maybe Alexander Holt, then I'd lose two of those players. So I don't, I want to play this game strategically so I can retain them all. Yeah, I mean, it'll be definitely a challenge in hockey with how, how quickly salaries can rise and, and how many roster spots you have. So, got to be got yeah. to really pick and choose those. Not to be Yeah, sorry. No, no, you're good. Not to be has definitely been amazing, uh, you know, for the Seattle Kraken in real life. And I can only hope that you continue that with the skaters for the coming years. Um, you've got um, William Eklund, but he, he's also an HR, isn't he? Um, you've got Olin Zellweger, who's been absolutely phenomenal defender, hasn't he? He's, he's been really an good, absolute yeah. brilliant defender uh, in, the, in the minors. I think he'll be great for that and a hype duck. Um, you've got Simon Edmondson, who I believe you know all about. Yep, we're pretty familiar with his game. Um, He'll be, he'll be a nice one-two punch with uh, Myrick Tider. I hope so. Yep, I hope so. Um, you've got Alexander Holtz, who's had a taste uh, here and there with the Devils this year. Um, Fabian Lassell, again, he's been in the NHL, crushing it. Jake Sanderson, you know, I, I've already talked about him in the chat. He's been, he's been great. He's had some playing time with the Senators. Wyatt Johnston, he's been another one. Wyatt Johnston, have you seen? He's been racking up the goals. Yeah, he's been. He was. That was a really nice pickup by you. Mm. And then Simon Rifles. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot explain how I, I love that guy. Simon Rifles. He's been crushing AHL. Okay. So I'm I, hoping that uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, promote him uh, and just at least give him a shot. Okay. I, 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 I miss for that moment because I'm going to be the first one to call him up and play him. I have to ask. Like, I, think how, I think they will. Where did you like identify him? Like, how, how did that come up? Where you're like, 
that's a guy I want. I've got my sources, Ronnie, and you know, I like to do some Twitter searches here and there when I'm when I'm you know when I'm um, free when I've got some free time. And he, his name just came up in one of the Twitter searches I was doing. Okay. Um, you know, read about uh, a bit about him as well. Some people picked him up, some people didn't, and you know, I just gave it a shot. At that time, when I, when it was free agency, I, I don't think I was really thinking what I was doing with giving him a four-year contract. Probably a bit stupid of me thinking back now. Um, well, you know, it's two million a year. I'm happy for the guy he's earning two million a year in the minors. To be honest, good for him. I say it was it was a bad one on my part. But like you said, you've got every every Simon Rifles you get Spencer Strider. So uh, you win some, you lose some. Here we are. Yeah, I mean, and we'll see though. Like Tampa is a, a very, very good team, and you know, they, it's not exactly easy to crack their lineup. So, we'll have to see how that goes for uh, for them. But you know, yeah, you never I know. like the exotic players. I like the exotic players. You know, when people come in, you know, being journeymen in the in the Eastern European countries, having a shot in the NHL. Let's see what they're made of. All right, let's see. They, they've been through the thick and thin. They've had to, you know. Battle hard to get where they are. Let's give them a chance. That was my um, thinking with giving the contract to Andrew Kuzmenko as well. You never know what you're going to get, right? You just never know. Yeah. Especially now that I'm not challenging for anything, I've got that freedom to give people the chance. Yeah, that is one of my favorite parts too about you know not really being a a contender because like when I was you know thinking I was rebuilding in baseball, like I, I really enjoyed that. And then, like, the first year of basketball, when I wasn't going to make the playoffs, I kind of really enjoyed the, you know, trying to find, like, guys off waivers. And, like, you know, maybe this guy could actually have a little bit of something here going forward. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. And I like the fact that the rosters are quite big in hockey. Yes. I, I, I really I, like I, that, too. I keep petitioning. I keep petitioning with Chris. But Chris doesn't listen to me. So, Chris, listen to me. Right? Listen to me, Chris. When I say, how about we expand the NBA rosters and the baseball roster just a tiny bit. All I'm asking is for two extra roster spots. Not even active roster spots, but just bench spots. Just to roster some of these guys. Give them a chance. Come on, Chris. Listen to the people. You're the commissioner. You've got the power. Baseball, baseball might be fun. Basketball, the waivers are already pretty bad. Um, but I don't know. I wouldn't... Maybe, maybe I guess. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I like to roster the no-name, right? I, I'm one of those people that likes to be in deep league. And obviously, this is not deep league, but I, would, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't go and miss roster a roster of other players during that. And that's yeah. just my opinion. I think people would be against that. So I just wanted to voice my complaints once again with Chris. Hey, if, if nothing else, I want this to be a safe place for people to complain about Chris. So. <laughs> Thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> But I mean, while we're on the topic of of hockey here, you mentioned you had a you know you're subscribing there to watching games. Are you enjoying watching? Like, have you watched a lot of hockey before this or no? Um, sporadically on YouTube, highlights, you know, goals here and there, uh, Michigan goals, you know, those kind of wow um, clips, highlight clips. Not really involved in say watching a full game of hockey. No, right. but it's so difficult, isn't it? It's so difficult to follow the hockey puck. Where is? How do the commentators know where the hockey puck is that whole time? Like, I don't understand that because I'm struggling big time at the moment. 
I mean, you can kind of tell where it's at by how the players are acting, like like where they're all going and whatnot. Yeah, but, you know, with football, soccer, as you call it, you know, you've got the ball, the players are there, and you can see the ball. You know exactly where the ball is and where the ball is going. With a hockey puck, you don't know if the players are shooting it or they're passing it. And it's at such a high speed that, you know, Oh yeah, that's definitely something you'll kind of get more used to, for sure. That's that's definitely part of the learning curve. But it's like you'll you'll be you know pretty pretty used to where the puck is. You know, not doesn't take too 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 long. Yeah, and obviously with the, the, the time zones, that's all the, the other thing. I'm actually watching highlights show at the minute, like an hour and a half an hour to an hour highlight shows, but. Uh, with the time, with the clocks going back for us, uh, I think I'll be able to watch some more hockey, live hockey this this week. So that'll be good. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm very biased here, but I do think it is the the best sport. So at least the, the, the I'm leaning that ones. way. I'm slowly leaning that way. I think basketball I like purely because I'm a contender in the fantasy, um, you know, basketball. Baseball, I really enjoy watching as well. But hockey, just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something about hockey being very similar to soccer. Yeah. I keep having to say that because you don't know what we're talking about. But football <laughs> being very similar to hockey, you know, you've got, you haven't got the same amount of people on the pitch, but it's, it's the same principle. You're trying to get a puck in the net. You've got goals and assists. You yeah. have hits which kind of translate to tackles or blocks to translate to tackles. It's kind of very similar in that sense. I mean, you, you have offsides in both, even though they're they're ruled differently. Yeah, you've got goalkeepers, obviously, as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's uh, an open play game, so you know you have like a running clock and you kind of like the flow of the game and then moving moving the puck and or the ball around. I mean, it's not like you know yeah. baseball or, or football where it's very stop and start. Exactly, you've got defenders forwards. It's, it's very um, in that similar mindset, so I think maybe that's why I'm, I'm more, you know, leading to that sport uh, from the others. Because you know, I only played basketball in school for like a year. Didn't really play baseball. We play, we do rounders. Do you yeah. know what rounders are? Uh, really? Have you heard of rounders? Heard of it? I probably couldn't give you a good description of the game. I know it's kind of similar. No, it's similar to softball. Well, I'll have to look into that. Uh, more but here. yeah. Obviously, American football we don't have here, uh, so I, I've never played it. So that's a bit, you know, a bit detached from that sport. But um, I'm trying to get into it. Obviously, uh, went to see um, the game last year in London. Couldn't go this year. You know, there's another London game today, which is fun. But, yeah, um, that's going on right now, I yeah. think, isn't it? Oh, it is. Crikey, what's the score? Let's have a look. Update. Um, who's playing? Uh, Jags, oh, Jags and Broncos. Damn. Oh, um, Evan Ingram's touchdown. Well, yeah. <laughs> Evan Ingram's uh, had a touchdown. Blimey. Um, ETN has gone 85 yards already. Yeah, Russell Wilson has a negative score. <laughs> that is so bad. Why the heck are they playing him? I don't know. Well, because he's missed Unlimited, isn't it? That's why they're playing him. Yeah, must be. Shocking. I want to, I want to vomit right now. I, just said, I, couldn't, I can't believe I just said that. I was stuck. Uh, they, they, they gave us so much of them, didn't they? They did. They really did. Where did he go? Where did he go from Seattle? He had 
because he was no fan. Well, maybe he did have no fan, but he had players there. He was the king of the castle in Seattle. No, I, I, rubbish trade that was. I, I don't think he had enough say in, in how he wanted to run the offense. I think it was a little too much. Uh, I think the coach was kind of being a little too strict for, for Russ's liking, which I think may have been the reason why Russ was good in the first place at this point. Yeah, that's the other thing, though, uh, really. I, I'm really against players having big states in how the team gets run. I don't get that at all. With, with, there's too much of that in sports right now. You know, big players thinking that they are the owners and the players on the captain. You know, put them down a peg or two. When the, the coach has to say who plays and what kind of plays they make. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson, he was a need to run everything. It, it can work a little bit, but it, it, as you can see, it can go pretty bad pretty quickly. And I think the, the, the negatives outweigh the positives in most cases, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm staunchly against it. I think uh, the players have already too much power, uh, as is. Uh, they, should have, they should be given more power. You know, when you've got in basketball, who was it who was saying who they should trade for and they shouldn't trade for? Was it LeBron James? Probably. Kawhi? Kawhi? Who was it? Someone... Someone was actually telling Probably LeBron. the front office who to trade for. Who was it? Probably LeBron. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. Like, telling, telling the front managers, the front office, who they should trade for and then who they, who they should get in free agency. I don't know what that was all about. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't like the way that's heading in that sense. But they're still really entertaining, and it creates a lot of fun, uh, fun content for us here playing fantasy. So, still love them. Indeed, indeed, Ronnie. All right, well, we got yeah. we got London football on. We've kind of talked about all four sports here, and we got uh, almost 30 minutes on this particular recording here. Anything else you wanted to talk about, or we kind of reached a, a natural point of wrapping up? Well, I think we have reached a natural point. I want to congratulate uh, Ping uh, for getting married, first of all. Good on you, Ping. No, I thought you were going to say for the, his, his championship. Long, happy life. I thought you were going to say first championship. What was it, Ronnie? Oh. Uh, I was going to congratulate him on the marriage and congratulate him on getting the D-Tag uh, baseball championship as well. Yeah, I, I think I think the baseball ring is a bit more important, if we're being honest. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely outweighs the marriage. Uh, what, a narrow, no, what a narrow win that was. That will never happen again, will it? It was great to have you on as always you know my my one of my favorite guests and one of the easiest guests is because i can pretty much just tee you up and let you talk and it's a lot of fun to listen so appreciate oh, you Ronnie, yeah appreciate you carving out some time in your morning making me wake up early to to do this and uh thanks for this and uh, we'll see you in the chat here talking up to i'm sure as he goes for a big game over the lions let's do it come on to our come on to our all right talk to you later barry thanks bye all right let's head out here out of the interview and go right into football this past week uh we had alex lead off our uh our matchups for the week with a 115.1 to 83.4 victory over josh 
Josh stays winless. Alex gets back to 500. Uh, and the, the, the key player here, Tony Pollard. Uh, in Ezekiel Elliott's absence, Tony Pollard goes for 33.2 points, the only 20-point player in this matchup. Uh, one of uh, three sports where Alex and Josh matched up this week. So it was kind of fun to, to follow that, uh, that occurrence and see how, how they all uh, match up against each other. And uh, at least in the other sports, they're probably a little bit more competitive uh, than this one here. But Josh made it close for a little bit. I will we'll give him that. Uh, moving on now to uh, the only two people who have lived in England uh, full-time for any length of time, one of whom still does live there and has lived there his whole life. Uh, but Keith pulls out the victory here over Barry, 150.76 to 124.76. I appreciate both of them finishing their scores at 0.76 is a nod to 17.76 when the United States earned their independence over England. Uh, let's see here on Keith's team, Jalen Hurts goes for 28.4 points. Taylor Heineke puts up 22.06 against the Colts. <laughs> uh, fun times. Jamal Williams going for 21.1. And on Barry's side, only one 20-point player here, but it was two at Tagovailoa, 29.18 points. He got to feast on that porous Lions defense this week, and he did not make uh, any mistakes in that regard. Third matchup here on the docket. Nathan, 172.5 points. Nutt puts up 70.98. Nathan wins by over 100, an absolute thrashing of uh, pretty strong strong portions there. Uh, On Nathan's side here, let's, uh, he had a lot of really good games. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins goes for 27.9 points. Jalen Waddle goes for 26.6 points. Nick Chubb goes for 24.9 points. And Tyler Conklin goes for 22.9 points. Uh, really, really big week here. Uh, let's see, it was Waddle who I'm thinking of? Waddle was not who I was thinking of here. But we had a lot of three touchdown games this week. And uh, if I can remember them, I will call them up. I don't think we've hit on any yet. Uh, Conklin, I think, had two. I know Waddle had two. Chubb had two. So Nathan did a, a pretty good pretty good amount here. Uh, I will point out here a couple zeros, uh, unfortunately, on, on Nut's side, but that's not going to make up a 100-plus point difference. Uh, moving on now, we see Mike winning 118.12 to 81.32 over the newly named Alphabama. Let's let's Alphabama, the first... Uh, Week with the name Alphabama uh, gets gets their teeth kicked in. Uh, with Mike here, we got 31.8 points from Deonta Foreman. There is a three-touchdown performance. And he gets 22.42 points from Marcus Mariota. And if it wasn't embarrassing enough for Alphabama to lose in their first week with the name Alphabama, they did so with, uh, with Mike playing Brett Rippon at the offensive position, uh, a zero from his superflex spot. Just, he's just, you know, toying with, with Alphabama there. Alphabama did have a pretty good super flex spot. That was Kirk Cousins went for 23.48 points, but uh, not enough because Brian Robinson, Corlin Sutton, and Devontae Adams were very much certifiable uh, betas in this matchup. 
Next one up here, saw Chris put up 154.34. We had a lot of really high-scoring teams this week, folks. Uh, his opponent, Tom, only managed 123.72. You know, it's not a bad score for Tom there, but uh, not enough to, to take down Chris this week. And Chris, oh boy, here we go. Alvin Kamara, there's a three-touchdown performance. He went for 38.3 points. Uh, Justin Fields put out 26.04 because they're just kind of using him as the new running back one there in uh, in Chicago at this point, really. Uh, let's see here. Dak Prescott goes for 25.4 points. And Travis Etienne goes for 23.7 points. Etienne finally breaking out for Chris. Only took a year and a half because he was hurt for his whole, at least what would have been his rookie season. I'm sure Chris is thrilled about that part of it. Uh, looking over on Tom's side, we got DJ Moore going for 24.5 points, waking up now that he has a real quarterback and not, you know, scrubs like Baker Mayfield. Uh, Evan McPherson going negative, though. That's unfortunate for Tom. But uh, all in all, just not not quite enough despite a, d- a decent week there for Tom. Uh, the second to last matchup here is uh, Murph taking down Paolo. Murph puts up 112.32. Paolo puts up 66.56 points. Uh, Murph has Kyler Murray go for 24.64 points. And uh, believe it or not, uh, Paolo did not have a 20-point a player there with his measly 66 points. So a uh, pretty convincing win there for Murph, but uh, ultimately he was in uh, the bottom half of scoring for the week. So a little bit of schedule luck there. And lastly, a truly record-breaking performance. No matchup in DSAC history has ever, ever had a combined score that Sean and I did. And Sean still fucking beat me by like 44 points. Fucking pisses me right off. <sighs> okay. A.J. Brown, there's three touchdowns, 36.6 points. Derrick Henry went for 35.3 points. He did it with only two touchdowns, too. Uh, let's see here. Who else? Uh, Tyreek Hill, 25.5 points. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 21.82 points. Sean had 189.76, just shy of the highest total in DSAC history. And the walleye put up 145.98, just a few points shy of the highest score in DSAC history for a losing team. It would have been very fitting for the walleye to be the best losers after all, because let's face it, nobody loses like the walleye do. The walleye did have, you know, believe it or not, some decent performances. Christian McCaffrey, folks, uh, just I, the only player in Super Bowl history to have 30 passing yards, a passing touchdown, 30 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, and 30 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. He pulled off the trifecta, the first player since LaDainian Tomlinson in 2005 to pass, rush, and catch a touchdown in the same game. Just an absolutely remarkable performance by a remarkable player. And Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook getting going a little bit here. The, the first time he's crossed 100 yards on a, on a game this year, he puts up 22.6 points. And not a 20-point player, not even close, but hey, Sam Elger made his debut, and the Colts almost won. Anyways, team of the week here. We got uh, QB, Tua for Barry with 29.18 points. The running backs, Kamara with 38.3 for Chris and McCaffrey with 36.26 
for yours truly. Wide receivers, A.J. Brown with 36.6 for Sean. DeAndre Hopkins with 27.9 for Nathan. Tight end Tyler Conklin, 22.9 for Nathan. Uh, the flexes, Derrick Henry with 35.3 points for Sean. And Tony Pollard with 33.2 points for Alex. The super flex spot is Deonta Foreman. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, we had uh, a running back put up enough points to be considered for the offensive position. And Deontay Foreman was uh, running back five on the week. Quarterback two was worse than running back five. You don't see that often. And Deontay Foreman, of course, is 31.8 points. Was for Mike. And the kicker is Youngway Koo with 14 for Keefe. It would have been Nick Folk, but, you know, Alex benched him. So that's a little unfortunate for Alex. But anyways, let's take a quick look at the standings here before we look at the matchups upcoming this week. Uh, Sean and uh, Nathan still out in front there. Both of them have a 99% odds of the playoffs. They're both 7-1. Uh, at 5-3, and three, we have Murph and Chris. Murph with an 85% chance. Chris with an 89% chance. Uh, the the 4-4 four and four gang is, is pretty big here. We have Tom with a 40% chance. Nut with a 23% chance. Keith with a 41% chance. Paolo with a 35% chance. Mike with a 14% chance. And Alex with a 28% chance. Uh, the three and fives here, we have uh, yours truly and Ping. I got a 32% chance. Ping has a 14% chance. Uh, Barry is in 13th. The Soul, two and six team. He has got a 3% chance. And Josh, 0 and 8 with a 0% chance. Points four, as I point out in the chat, this is kind of a, a bit of a funny table here. Uh, going down the list here in terms of points four uh, relative to the, uh, the standings here, we have... First place in points four is first place in the standings. Second place is second place. Third place is third place. Fourth place is fourth place. The fifth highest scoring team is the Walleye, who are in 11th. The sixth highest scoring team is Ping, who is in 12th. Then we have the fifth place team, the sixth place team, the seventh place team, the eighth place team. Barry with the 13th place team, ninth place in Mike, 10th place in Alex, and 14th place, of course, with Josh. Josh has 622.08 points. Sean at the top has 1,088.88 points. Uh, what do we say here? Uh, we are, mm, Sean is about a hundred and 160 or so away from doubling up Josh. Uh, man, that's probably not going to take more than a couple more weeks until we have, uh, the highest scoring team, uh, doubling up the final or the last place scoring team. But that's where the standings are at right now. And let's take a look at the matchups for the week. We have the Walleye in 11th place getting a chance to, to tee off on the 14th place Connecticut Whale. Uh, a couple of uh, sea-based mascots here, or water-based at least, because, you know, walleye are freshwater fish. Not uh, You're not going to find any whales in uh, in the Great Lakes unless you go to a beach. hey um, Yeah, so walleye again. This, this is a must-win game for the walleye at this point in the season. Uh, we have a couple of four and four teams facing off between Paolo and Tom. Oh, boy. We get to the Mike's favorite part of the podcast where I get to tell you all who I'm rooting for, who I desperately need to win for the walleye to make it. Uh, and, folks, I <laughs> I don't know between those. And they're both four and four. Uh, on paper, they're eh, mediocre teams. Uh, I don't know. I probably rooting for paulo in this one just because i think paulo has the worst team he's more likely to pick up some losses here 
I went ahead and I tried to do some prep here for uh, the pod with... Uh, I thought I had ad blocker on here, but apparently we're going to get an ad on Fantasy Cast. I'm sorry, no free ads there. Uh, Chase Bank, who is speaking in Spanish for some reason. Uh, yeah, I think Paulo probably is the worst team on paper, but pretty much every team was like four and four has like essentially the same schedule. Like very few of them actually have like tough matchups, which is unfortunate. I was really hoping you know a couple of them would have like Chris and Sean and uh, and like Nathan all you know within like a, a few weeks span, but that's not the case. Uh, let's see here. The ad is finally over, so here we go. Tom has a few, oh boy, oh boy, Tom has some bye weeks this week. So, so does Paolo, I guess, but uh, yeah, I feel like Paolo probably just has the, the weaker team, so hoping for a Paolo win here because I feel like he's got a better odds of losing more games in the future. We have, uh, f- uh, get back out of Fantasy Cast, I don't want this anymore, it's lame. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, we have ninth place Mike and third place Murph. Uh, definitely pulling for Murph here. Murph's ahead of me. He's third place in the league. He's probably pretty safe at being a playoff team here. So let him win. Uh, help. Need uh, to enlist Murph's help again this week to to beat down a team I'm fighting with. We have second place uh, Nathan and fourth place Chris. We're all team Nathan all the way here because fuck Chris. Nobody likes Chris. Uh, we have 7th place Keith and 12th place uh, Ping. Oh, boy. Probably going Keith here. Uh, even though he's at 4-4, four and four, I just think Ping probably has the better team on paper. I mean, we, we, we also saw, you know, Ping as a, the 6th highest scoring team in the league, so could really use uh, Ping, kind of keep him down. If you can get him below me, that'd be nice. To be ahead of him in the standings, at least. We have another four and four matchup here, Alex and Nut. Uh, uh I don't know. I I guess probably you want Alex here because he's lower in the standings. He's got uh more ground to make up against me in points than Nut does. But Nut also has a worse team, probably, with uh I think Nut had some bat did he have an injury or two? On the last couple weeks, let's take a look at Nut's team here. Uh, do, 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 do. I mean, Carson Wentz. Uh, mm. uh, James Conner missed a week. I don't know if he'll be back or not. Uh, maybe I want. I don't know. Flip a coin. I don't. I I can't find a, a an outcome that, at least off the top of my head, directly uh, benefits me. So. I don't really care about that match, apparently. And then Sean versus Barry. Uh, would really like to see uh, Sean put up, you know, another another 180-some points on Barry. I think that'd be entertaining as all hell. So, yeah, there's uh, there's football for the week. All right, we will move on now to basketball, just for the sole purpose of, you know, making it easier for uh, the losers in here who don't like hockey to just skip the end of the pod. Uh, because I'm nice and I... I'm kind enough to bend to your, uh, your 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 bad opinions. Let's be honest here; they're not good opinions if you don't like hockey. Uh, so let's go right into these matchups here. No records this week in basketball, as I mentioned in the chat. There might be a decent amount of parity in the league, at least to start. Uh, we've gone two weeks now, and uh, there's been no records for better or for worse uh, for individual efforts during the week. So let's start off here. Up top, we have Keith beating Nathan 
five to four. Keith got ninety two twenty nine and nineteen with ten stocks from Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, seventy seven twenty six and ten with eleven threes from Tyler Hero. While Nathan got fifty two forty nine eleven stocks nineteen and thirty two from the field for Rudy Gobert. Laurie Marketing went for seventy eight thirty four and ten. Paolo Banquero and continues his incredible start to his rookie season with eighty nine twenty seven and seventeen. Uh, Jalen Brown for 77 points and 24 boards. Jaden McDaniels goes for 13 stocks. And, of course, Nikola Jokic, 75, 46, and 30, with a uh, nice 26 of 47 from the field. Uh, we saw Tom beat, or lose, rather, to Ping, 8-1. to one. That's right, because Ping beat Tom, as it says on my sheet. Apparently, I can't read. Ping got 11 blocks from Lopez, 11 three-pointers from Royce O'Neal. Uh, Mitchell went for 93, 11, and 23 with 14 three-pointers. And Keldon Johnson, probably the star of the week there for Ping, 103, 16, and 19 with 17 threes. Ping was really on the mark there when he said Keldon was going to be a uh, very good player, and he's looking every bit of it so far. Meanwhile, Tom got uh, 81, 32, and 11 with 13 stocks from Bam out of bio. We have Barry barely surviving Paolo, 5 to 4. Uh, We got... 82 points on 29 of 45 from the field for Joel Embiid. Mitchell Robinson blocked 11 shots. Jalen Brunson went for 77, 17, and 28. Uh, And Kyrie Irving, 138 points, 26 boards, 16 assists, 12 stocks, 12 threes, a nice 26 of 29 from the free throw line, and only a few controversies this week because Kyrie Irving is a garbage human being. Meanwhile, on, uh, on Paolo's side, we got... 73, 26, and 35, going 23 to 24 from the line for James Harden. Uh, LeBron dropped a 73, 20, and 22 line. Julius Randle finding his way to the recap with 71, 39, and 15. And lastly, Tyrese Halliburton, who is just an absolute star, in my opinion, probably a top 10, maybe a top 5 dynasty asset at the moment right now. He's he could be that good. 87, 18, 41 assists, 14 threes, 15 and 16 from the free throw line. He looks like an absolute star, and the Pacers are letting him be that star every night on the court. We got Alex battling it out against uh, probably the two best teams on paper in the league here, him and Josh. 5-3-1 uh, to three to one is the final in favor of Alex. Alex gets 80, 10 and 17 from Booker, 64, 54 and 14 from Vucevic. 81, 19, and 12 with 13 threes and 15 to 16 from the line for Jason Tatum. Uh, a very nice 51 and 51. You know, you get the, uh, the, this, well, it's not symmetry because it'd be 51 and 15 if you really want the symmetry there. But uh, the consistency there of an equal amount of points and boards from Yaka Pirtle. And then 83, 26, and 23 with 10 steals from Jimmy Butler. Uh, on Josh's side, we got 133, 19 and 14 with 12 stocks, 40 of 42 from the line for Kevin Durant. But he healed 85, 23 and 20 with 23 pointers, 11 stocks apiece from Drew Holiday and Alex Caruso, 33 assists for Chris Paul, 107, 45 and 18 from Giannis, and then Clint Capella with 10 stocks on the on the week. Next up here, we saw a tie. Believe it or not, a tie. Uh, Murph and Nutt at 4-4-1 four, four and one was the score of the matchup. Uh, Nutt getting 95, 34, and 23 from Towns, 16 and 29 from the field. And then 
sorry, they had 16 of 29 from the field and 13 of 14 from the line. Though that belongs to Damian Lillard before he was injured this week. Uh, Murph, on the other hand, gets 55 and 40 from Jalen Smith. Ja with 15 to 16 from the line. And then Bojan Bogdanovic, 101 points on 16 three-pointers. He went 30 of 54 from the field and 25 of 26 from the line. Bojan is an absolute sharpshooter, and he has been a bright spot on a Pistons team that cannot really shoot outside of a small handful of guys. And then Tyrese Maxey, 89 points, 15 three-pointers, 32 of 55 from the field. Pretty nice week there for Maxey. Uh, the penultimate matchup sees Chris beat Sean 8-1. Chris, with the offensive performance of the week, 153 points, 41 uh, boards, and 36 assists from Luka. I say that from the standpoint of the player who had the most points on the week was Luka with his, with his 153. And then DeMar DeRozan, the, the second-best mid-range shooter in the league behind Cade Cunningham, goes for 90, 99 points. Uh, 34 of 63 from the field and 30 of 32 from the line. Sean got 90 points and 12 threes from Anthony Edwards and then 12 threes from Bones Island. And lastly, yours truly takes down Mike 6 to 3 behind 10 steals from DeAnthony Melton. Anthony Simon scores 73 points on 17 three pointers. Beef Stew goes for 61 points and 40 boards. Steph Curry goes for 117, 31 and 26 with 18 three pointers. And then Cade Cunningham, 103 points, 30 boards, 26 assists. Then Jordan Poole with 82 points and 12 three-pointers. On Mike's side, we got 95, 16, and 23 with 12 stocks. A perfect 19 and 19 from the line for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. 11 three-pointers from Gary Trent Jr. And then Trey Young with 113, 11, 23 with 10 threes, 31, 34 from the line. Take a look at the category leaders of the week. Field goal percentage, 5020 for Mike. Free throw percentage, 0.8282 for Ronnie. Three pointers, 92 for Ronnie. Rebounds, 343 for Alex. Assists, 221 for Alex. Steals, 59 for Alex. Blocks, 42 for Nathan. Turnovers, just 51 for Sean. And points, 843 for Ronnie. Uh, Alex's I'm going to use air quotes here. Player of the week is Kyrie Irving. Barry's top five is much more um, scientific top five there. Steph Curry, number one for Ronnie. Kyrie Irving, number two for Barry. Kevin Durant, number three for Josh. Carl Anthony Towns, number four for Nutt. And fifth place is Shea Gildas Alexander for Mike. Take a look here at the standings. You know, we're only a couple weeks in, so the standings aren't going to be... You're not going to see a ton of separation yet, but we do have Ping out in front. He's three games up on Alex and Ronnie. Alex and I are essentially tied, but apparently it goes to Alex because he has fewer wins, but a le- one less loss than I do. Whatever. Uh, Nathan in fourth place with six games back. We have a uh, kind of a four-way tie here. It's all six and a half games back are Josh, Murph, Nutt, and Chris. Barry is now eight games back. I don't know if he can catch up from this and make the playoffs. He might be digging himself too big of a hole to start the season. Uh, Paolo is in 10th, also eight games back. But he's got a pretty good shot at the playoffs, so potentially here, you know. He's only eight games back. Anything can happen in that period of time. Got a lot of season left. 11th place is Keith. He's nine games back. 12th place is Sean, 11 games back. Come on, Sean. You got to figure this out here. You're two weeks in and you're still better than two teams? I mean, you're not tanking hard enough. And then 13th and 14th place are Mike and Tom, both 12 games back. Rough go of it so far for them. 
And then so take a look here at the scoreboard for this week. We have the third place Walleye and 14th place Flamingo. The 12th place Wheel of Fortune and 6th place Motor City Mavericks. 5th place Whale and the 8th place Apes. 9th place Scunthorpe Sexland and 7th place Nut. 1st place Alabama and 2nd place Fargo. That'll be a fun one here. 1st and 2nd place to see who really is the best here. Or if they can cannibalize each other just enough for the Walleye to sneak out into 1st place. You never know. Actually, I think I'm too far back in the standings. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm too far back in the standings to catch up here. Oh, unless Alex wins. That could get it for me. We could see the Wally in first place next week, folks. Isn't that exciting? Uh, we have 11th place Keith and 10th place Paolo. 13th place Valley Jobin in fourth place. The Regulators. We get a bit of a uh, Pennsylvania matchup here. A couple, uh, couple of friends facing off we'll see uh, who can do that one of the worst teams last year versus one of the worst teams this year so we'll see a battle for uh for pennsylvania supremacy or for pennsylvania tanking one of the two maybe both and uh that's basketball for the week that's uh the only basketball i have i believe that's all i have on my notes touched on a little bit of everything so yeah, let's go on now to hockey. So for Mike, you can just turn it off at this point now and go back to your uh, Levitard stuff. All right, and now that all the, the lame lamos are gone, let's go on to what all the cool kids are talking about. We got hockey. We have hockey to wrap up the show. And we can start off here with the records. Uh, Chris was the only one to set any records this week, and they were all for good reasons. Well, for Chris, I don't know if the rest of us would necessarily agree it's for good reasons, but for Chris they were. He has a new record for second most shots on goal in a week, the second lowest goals against average, and the third highest save percentage because for some godforsaken reason, uh, betting on both ends of the Vegas goaltending duo, which are made up of a, a journeyman who has been mediocre in his career and a young guy who has never really had a, a run in the NHL, and they're both playing out of their mind. I don't, I don't get it. It's just real annoying that he's able to, to get away with this. But it's working for him so far. And, well, got to applaud him for, for finding finding the right build to to maximize his team there because he's, he's getting the most that he can out of this team, and uh, it's looking pretty good for him at the moment as he beats Ping 7-4-1. to four to one. Uh, Speaking of his goaltending, Chris did get uh, four. Four wins, 103 saves, or is that four wins? I think it's four wins, yeah. Na- a, a 0.98 goals against and a 9.63 save percentage from his two Vegas goalies. In- insane. Uh, Radko Gudis goes for 12 shots and 11 hits. Justin Falk goes for five assists and five defense points. 18 shots and three special teams points. We got two goals, four assists, 13 shots, and three special teams points for Patrick Kane. 20 shots and 11 hits for Chris Kreider. Goal, 4 assists, 13 shots and 11 hits for Evander Kane. And Thomas Shabbat with 3 defense points. On ping side, 9 blocks for David Savard. 2 goals, 2 assists, 39 faceoffs, 19 shots and 3 special teams points for Mika Zabanajad. Goal and 3 assists with 9 hits for Shen. Uh, Braden Shen, of course. Luke Shen would not put up that level of offense, although as we'll get to in a little bit here, Luke Shen did have a pretty good offensive week himself. <laughs> Uh, but not not quite as good as his brother. Uh, Ten blocks for Jared Spurgeon. Three defense points for Shane Gostisbehere, uh, and uh, a uh, a pretty 
pretty lackluster defensive performance from Gosses Bear on a, uh, a nice cold Perfetti goal. Might I add, too. Good news there for Ping. Uh, 13 hits for JG Pajo and four assists and defense points for Dougie Hamilton. Kevin took it to Tom, 8-2-2. Kevin got two wins, 60 saves, a .5 goals against, and a 9-8-4 save percentage from Linus Olmark. Three defense points from Brady Shea. Goal and three assists with 39 faceoff wins for Domi. 11, 11 hits from Tim Stutzla. Uh, didn't expect him to be a, a double-digit hit guy for any week. Uh, two goals, three assists, and 13 shots for Jack Hughes, or as P.K. Subban called him, Lil Jizzy. Going to let that, let that marinate a little bit. Uh, goal and three assists for William Nylander. 11 blocks from Ivan Provorov. 10 hits from Ivan Barbashev. Uh, two goals, three assists for Carter Verhage. On Tom's end, Marc-Andre Fleury looks like he's figuring out at least a little bit. He got three wins, 76 saves, a 195 goals against, and a .927 uh, save percentage for, for Flower. 10 blocks from Nate Schmidt. 9 hits, 11 blocks from Zach Whitecloud. Goal and three assists with 9 blocks and 4 defense points from Shea Theodore. Uh, Jared took down Barry, 10-2. Jared's team, 18 shots from DeBrinket, 3 goals, 4 assists, 13 shots, and 4 special teams points for David Pasternak. Really, really putting it on Barry for trading him after Barry somehow took David Pasternak first overall in our uh, startup. I had forgotten about that, and this is wild to me that Barry would have done that. Well, not wild to me, but you know what I mean. Three goals and an assist for Christian Dvorak. 11 hits from Marcus Foligno. Three goals, three assists, 13 shots, and four special teams points for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Um, it's an absurd number here. 21 blocks for Alec Martinez. I mean, the, that dude has a career in the Secret Service when he's done because he will jump in front of fucking anything. Uh, 56 faceoff wins and 17 shots for Nico Hishier. Uh, four assists for Matthew Barzell. Five assists and defense points for Josh Morrissey. Two goals, six assists, 52 face-offs, and four special teams points for Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, two goals, two assists each for Marty Nichas and Andre Kuzmenko for Barry. Also four assists for Clayton Keller. Three defense points apiece between Lindholm and Bouchard. And two goals and two assists for Hagel. The penultimate matchup, Josh managed to pull out a win against Alex in at least one sport this week. He got a win, 59 saves, and a 103 Goals against in a 967 save percentage from Darcy Kemper. Three defense points each from Burns and Fox. Two goals and an assist. 33 faceoffs, 18 shots, and 21 hits for Vincent Trocek. Very nice week for, for Trocek there. 11 hits for Tanner Janot. Two goals, three assists, and 17 shots from Anthony Kachuk. 16 uh, shots, nine hits, 11 blocks for Jacob Truba. Goal and three assists for Riley Smith. 40 faceoffs for Jonathan Taves. Three goals and an assist for Kucherov. 38 faceoff wins for Deneau. 18 shots for Kyle Connor. Goal and three assists for Panarin. Two goals, two assists for Schwartz. On Alex's side, three defense points apiece for Yossi and McNabb. 11 hits for Fairberry. Two goals, three assists, and five defense points for Brandon Montour. Three goals, two assists, 15 shots, five defense points. Three special teams points for Eric Carlson, who's making a... One hell of a case uh, to be value player of the year. He's uh, looking kind of like the Eric Carlson of old, dare I add? Dare I say? Maybe? I got 38 faceoff wins for Sid. 39 faceoff wins for John Tavares. Three assists, uh, 13 hits, and three defense points for Luke Shen. Going three assists for Mitch Marner. Four goals, four assists, three special teams points for Connor McDavid. And then 15 shots with nine hits for Sam Bennett. And lastly, Ronnie beat off constantly, 9-2-1. to 
Uh, two wins, 65 saves, a 201 goals against, and a 942 save percentage from Connor Hellebuck. Two goals, 74 saves, a 10 uh, goals against, and a 974 save percentage from Ilya Sorokin. 49 faceoff wins and three special teams points for Bo Horvat. 18 shots for Jack Eichel. 41 faceoff wins for Patrice Bergeron. 17 shots on goal for Ovechkin. Two goals, two assists, and 11 hits from Adam Lowry. Goal and three assists with 45 faceoffs and 17 shots from Sasha Barkov. Uh, 10 shots, 12 hits, nine blocks from Neil Pionk. Three defense points for Ryan Pulak. And then Brad Marchand made his debut. Played his one game this past week, but he did score two goals and an assist. But you got to throw the Rat King's name in there when he makes his debut and, and looks that good in just one game here. Uh, on Nathan's side here, we got two wins, 58 saves, a one flat goals against, and a 9.67 save percentage combined between Husso and Swayman. 11 hits for Hathaway, 37 faceoffs for Robert Thomas, four goals, three assists, and 14 shots from Jesper Brad, who's been incredible to start the season. Two goals, two assists, 34 faceoffs for Joel Erickson Eck, 39 faceoffs for uh, William Carlson, four assists and defense points for Vince Dunn, five goals, two assists, and 17 shots for Zach Hyman. Take a look now at the category leaders for the week. Ping with 25 goals, Jared with 46 assists, Ronnie with 313 faceoffs, Chris with 270 shots, Alex with 128 hits, Jared with 92 blocks, Alex with 19 defense points, Jared with 27 special teams points, Kevin with five wins, Ronnie with 228 saves, and Chris sweeps the goaltending categories with a 0.981 goals against and a 9.626 save percentage. Just absurd. Players of the week here, Leon Dreisaitl for Jared is forward, Justin Falk for Chris on defense, and in net, Ilya Sorokin for Ronnie. Barry's five skaters of the week, Dreisaitl for Jared, Justin Falk for Chris, Carlson for Alex, Eric, of course, Trocek for Josh, Pasternak for Jared, and goaltenders, folks. This is a 2020-looking list here. Connor Hallebuck for Ronnie, Vitek Vanacek for Josh, and Ilya Sorokin for Ronnie. Take out now a quick look, see, at the standings. We're three weeks in, three matchups into the season here. Chris, alone out in front by just a mere half a game over the walleye. Alabama sitting in third place there, two and a half games back. Fargo off to a bit of a shaky start there. He is four games back in fourth place. Uh, Kevin, not too bad, not too good, kind of right in the middle. He's uh, in fifth at five games back. Josh and Tom both sit eight and a half games back in sixth and seventh place, respectively. Powell, or Jared, rather, is in eighth, nine and a half games back. Barry is in ninth, 15 and a half games back. And Nathan, off constantly, the name, uh, 21 <laughs> games back. Oh boy, Nathan. Nathan has won four categories all week. Or all all week, all season. He wishes he could win four categories in a week at this point. My goodness. A uh, a pretty a pretty lackluster showing so far from Nathan. Sean, if you are still listening, if you actually like hockey, Nathan has been very willing to give up his team. Uh we'd be more than willing to kind of help you learn a little bit if you're if you're that interested. You probably couldn't be doing any worse with the team, if we're being honest here. Anyways, let's take a look at the scoreboard here. We've got uh, second place Wally and fifth place Kevin. We've got tenth place Nathan and fourth place Alex. Uh, sixth place Josh and ninth place Barry. Eighth place Jared and first place Chris. Seventh place Tom and third place Ping. So that's all we have for hockey. And 
That's all we have for the podcast as a whole. Uh, there were no trades or anything this week. Uh, not really a whole lot going on uh, outside of you know, the three sports. So we got a lot going on in those three sports, to be fair. Um, let's see. I guess we have baseball might come back into play here at some point. Uh, World Series is game three to end tonight. The Phillies really took it to uh, the Astros, and I would love to just sit here and talk all about how great the Phillies are, but Mike isn't listening at this point, so uh, it'd be very, very much a shame if Mike isn't here to hear me talk about how great the Phillies are. That's his fault, I guess, for not listening all the way through, huh? Uh, but yeah, when the World Series ends, then that kind of triggers a little bit of our uh, the end of our, our league year, so I think we'll have uh, cuts at some point uh, in the near future. Could be interesting to see if anyone, any big names get cut. Another wall, I have a couple guys we are cutting bait with here. But outside of that, yeah, that's all I got. So big thanks to Barry for coordinating a time with me to wake me up at 9 in the morning uh, Eastern time to uh, record that podcast interview with him. Appreciate him going. I think we went in like an hour and a half or so. So a lot of good content for you guys there. Get to hear Barry just kind of go off about how much he loves each and every one of his players. And, uh, yeah, I think next week, uh, I kind of mentioned the chat. It's a pretty good chance it'll be Murph. Uh, we'll get to hear from, from Coach Murph and how his uh, four-rated coach in eighth-rated football went. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some very good stories to come out of that. So without further ado, uh, I can finally wrap this up. Thank you all very much for listening, and uh, like to wish a a best of luck here at the end to Naheem Hines and his new location in Buffalo. Sad to see him go. It's really disappointing as a Colts fan, but hey, hopefully he goes out and wins the Super Bowl. I guess so. We'll end it on a on a Naheem Hines note, and I will catch you all next time.